0: This morning, uh, the end of our series, we've uh, we've been in this pray bold series, and I started this series coming off of tail, uh, off, off of the end of a, another series that we called boldness. And in boldness, the, the 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 predominant the predominant thing that we, we needed to grab from it, that we needed to learn from it, was that boldness is, is confident behavior born from belief. When you believe in something, when you when you acknowledge the, the that I truly believe in something, it gives you the, the, uh, the gumption, the, the willpower to step out in faith, believing because of, uh, of what you believe, you're able to step out in boldness. But in it, we also said that boldness itself wasn't the main key. It wasn't the main ingredient. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't what we were looking for so much as time with God. Time with God is the key to all of it. Time with God, it it, it produces within us. When you spend time with God, whether it's through prayer, whether it's uh, just, just everyday life, when you realize it's a relationship and you build that relationship, when you spend time with God, it builds in you a faith. And as your faith starts to grow, as your faith starts to grow, as you're reading the word and you read what he says about you, not what the world says about you, not even what you say about yourself, but as you start to read what you, the creator has said about you, all of a sudden it produces in you a, a, a boldness to step out. That faith then produces a boldness. And when you're bold and you start stepping out into situations, that's when we see the results, the miracles that, that we read about in, in, in scripture, but we may not necessarily see a lot today. But it all is contingent upon that very first line, that time with God. I believe the biggest hindrance in our lives to seeing the miracles of God is ourselves and our unwillingness to set aside time with God. That's hard to hear. But it, but it really is because we make time for just about everything. Everything. We're a yes culture. It's yes this, yes that, yes this. If there's an opening in my calendar, in my schedule, yes, I'm gonna, I'll manage to squeeze it in. But then when it comes to something as important as time with God, it's like, well, I don't have time for that because I'm doing all these other things. So with that, with this series, we looked at specific prayers in Scripture that we could apply to our prayer life. And then we changed up during this series at about week three, week four, I changed the idea of these outward prayers, these prayers over, over situations in our lives, the, the idea that we're looking for miracles in, in areas of our lives, in circumstances of our lives, to relating it to how we need to pray inwardly. Pray bold, and we said the thought was we were going to pray an inward reflective prayer to see a dy- dynamic outward result. Uh, Again, I believe that the, the hindrance to us seeing the miracles in our lives is that top key, that top line, time with God. Time with God is prayer. And a lot of times the very hindrance to our prayer life is ourselves. And so if we can take the time, in week one we said, search me God, know my heart. David prayed this, he said, search me, God, know my heart, test me, know my anxious thoughts, see if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. What a dynamic prayer. I mean, you have to pray bold to be able to pray this prayer. Search me, God. You're asking God, you're giving God full permission, as if he didn't already know, but you're giving God permission. You're saying, God, here I am, I'm asking you to search me and see if there's anything that would keep me from seeing those results in my life. Now, That's one thing, to ask God to reveal those things to you. It's another thing to then take those issues that God reveals to you and turn them back over to him and say, okay, I'm not going to handle this, I'm going to let you. That was week two. Week two, we talked about break me. Break me, God, of anything that keeps me from being intimate with you. The first week, search me. The the, the second week, last week, was break me. Today, and and this is going to be fun watching some of you squirm. I would say this is probably the, the most fun of all of it, because this is where you truly realize what it is that's hindering the very miracles in your life. Today I'm going to be talking about a prayer of availability. Okay, here's what I've noticed. Uh, weekly, uh, weekly, there are, there are literally so many different people that will come to me with God ideas. I mean full on full blown these these uh, massive full on god is in it man god gave me this idea and they're going to they're going to tell me this whole idea and I'm sitting there listening going oh my gosh man that, that's it that's yes that is totally from God, whether it be a, a, a message from God for something that you see within the body of Christ within the church here, or, or whether it's something that you realize is a need within the community. You, you come to me and you're like, man, this is, Cory, I've been thinking about this, this, and this, and, and I really feel like God wants to do something about it. But, but what is usually conveyed, not all the time, usually, is Corey. here's the problem. You deal with it. Now, I don't know, but if God gave you the idea, I haven't even said it yet, (laughs) but I'm going to, if God gave you the idea, maybe, maybe, just maybe, he gave you the idea because he knows he's equipped you to be able to fulfill that idea. I don't know. Huh. I think predominantly, predominantly we won't pray a prayer of availability because we have this preconceived idea, this, this uh, mental block, if you will, um, that if we were to pray a prayer that says we're available, we, we somehow uh, connotate, we, come, we somehow make that, that, that makes us think that we're, we're allowing ourselves, we're allowing God to then send us to uh, the jungles, to the Congo. Um, and for life now, we're going to have to you know, live in a, a, a palm hut, that we, we you know, had to machete down and build ourselves, and, and that we're going to be preaching to mosquitoes, um, and that we'll never get to use a real porcelain toilet ever again in our lives, and that you know, we'll, we'll be praying the whole time that God is bigger than the boogeyman as you're sitting there. <laughs> Look, guys, a prayer of availability, the truth is, uh, God wants to do so much right here in our own backyard that needs you. That needs you. If you would only pray a prayer that says, God, I'm your servant, I'm available, Lord, whatever you might need me to do, whatever you might call me to do. But look, a prayer like that requires you to pray bold. Now, before I dive into the meat of this message of what I want to teach, I want to talk about three usual responses that I see when when talking about God using us, when God asks something of us. The three usual responses are this. The first one is Jonah. Jonah said this. Jonah said, here I am. I'm not going. Not going to do it. Uh, it just a few of you. I appreciate that. Jonah 1, 1 through 3. Listen to me. Listen to this. It says, God spoke and said, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord. Here I am, God. I'm not going. I'm not going. I wonder how many of us across this room can relate to that response. You feel prompted to do something. I'm supposed to reach out. I'm supposed to say something. I'm supposed to help this particular individual. But not today. I'm not going. I think about in my own life, and I can vividly remember, recognize times that uh, I look back on now, and, and I know, I know that I know that I know that I missed a potentially huge miracle. Because at that very moment, my thought was, I'm too busy, I'm not going. It's crushing. Because the miracle, it, it would have, yeah, it, it would have touched me, but, but the impact it could have had on, on who knows how many other people, just because of some simple deed to somebody else, you'll, we'll, we'll never know. Because of an answer, a response to God's call in your life that says, here I am, but no, I'm not going. The second response I usually see is is something like Moses. Moses said this, Moses, here I am, send someone else. There's other people that are more equipped. There's somebody else that's better. Here's this great idea, I'm going to give it to you. Moses, God said this to Moses in Exodus 3, verse 10. God spoke and said, now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who who am I? He started listing this this great long list of of excuses. I I, I can't speak well. I don't don't talk right. I don't know how to do this. I can't do that. And just started giving off all his excuses. There's got to be somebody better. Moses knew that this was a need. He knew that the Israelites needed to be released from bondage. He had had even tried on his own at one point in time in his young life. But now when God says, hey, it's time, let's do this, Moses says to God, who am I? I, I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. Somebody else would be better than, than me at this. Here I am, send somebody else. And I think it's easy for us to do the exact same thing in life. I'm not going to give. They should give. I mean, look at their lifestyle. They have more money than me anyway. What what would it really matter if I gave? I'm not going to go. That that person over there, they, they work banker hours. Sorry to all the bankers out there. I've worked banker hours, so I can say that. I I now work preacher hours. That's just one hour on a Sunday a week. (laughs) Or the other one is, well, they're just a stay-at-home mom or dad. They got got more time. They can let them handle that. They can deal with that. That's what I think we all think. They can do it. They're better equipped. I, I don't have time for this. Here I am, God. Send somebody else. But what I want to focus on this morning is the third response. Jonah says, here I am, I'm not going. Moses says, here I am, send somebody else. But then there was Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah prays a bold prayer. He prays bold. And this is the prayer that I would wish that all of us would pray today. Isaiah 6, verse 8, and this is where we're going to be for the rest of, the, the, uh, of today. I, I want to focus on Isaiah 6, 8. I'm going to go back into the first five verses that lead us to, uh, uh, to verse 8. But listen to this. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I, Isaiah, said, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. Now notice in this, he doesn't say, well, well okay, just for clarification, where, where is it you're sending me? What's, what's the going pay rate at this particular location? I mean, is the climate ideal for, I mean, I don't really like it too cold. I like the fall brisk, but I like the colors to change, so I don't want it to be green all year long, but I I don't want to necessarily see snow for six months either, God.